From Kenner's Star Wars collection comes the Stormtrooper, the Sand People, and all 20 action figures, including new Hammerhead, Snaggletooth, and more, each sold separately. Welcome to Nerdables. I'm Rich Rain, and alongside me, as always, is my podcast life partner, Chris Kohler. And joining us once more is Ethan Benjamin. Oh, oui, oui. Yep. Since this is our fifth episode, which is amazing that all of us have managed to get together five times in a row, I thought we'd talk about one of our favorite subjects, toys. Yes, toys. Toys. So, um, I remember what my first toy was, and it was the actual... Um, it's going to date myself really, really bad. But anyways, the Star Wars early bird special, you know, set of four. That was like my coolest thing. I, I took it everywhere, literally. I, mean, I even, and I remember that back then parents used to take us to. Uh, We'd actually go out of the house. instead. Well, of, yeah, but know, I mean, no, what I was going to say right? was they actually take us to to photo studios to get our pictures taken. It was almost like getting your right. school picture every year. I remember those. Mine that year had all four figures lined up on against this wooden pole or wooden fence thing. It was the coolest thing in the world because I'd show everybody, and you know, of course, you know, all the grandparents and everyone were like, "Why'd you let him take his toys? Couldn't get them out of my not? hands." Exactly. Why not? Yeah. So you know, what was your first toy? I don't remember my first toy. What I can think, I had a couple GI Joes when I was younger. Couldn't tell you which ones though. Because I just got them that's for the sake sad. of getting them. <laughs> I can tell you which ones, all of them. Yeah, that's that's how many I had. No, I got a I got a lot of GI Joes, uh, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. All, all wow, them. really? Yeah, I kind of picked them up all. What's yours, Chris? Wait, so you were still young enough to play with toys with Power Rangers? Yes. Yeah, I noticed right. Isn't that creepy or sad or? <laughs> No, it just means that, I mean, not generationally, but you're significantly younger than either of us. No. Very much so. Yeah. Um, my first toys were, um, I remember a lot of dinosaur toys, because that's what I was really into. Um, a lot of Star Wars, because uh, at that point my brother was still, my older brother was still playing with toys. My brother and I are separated by six years, so uh, we didn't spend a lot of time in the same phase. Right. So we had a lot of the Star Wars toys, but he had pretty much given toys by the time um, G.I. Joe came around. He played a little bit when, when it first came out, but by the second or third year, he was done, and that was pretty much mine. G.I. Joe was my big thing. Um, I had a lot of Star Wars, and, but I had a lot of G.I. Joe. G.I. <laughs> Joe changed. Um, Which I think you still do nowadays, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, G.I. Joe changed, because I, I had, I think, every single Star Wars figure up until the very last line of the powers of the force line the original powers of the force line mm -hmm. and i remember because i'd always look at the back of the card and there was that last row that i didn't have a lot of the figures on and i'd by that point i'd gotten into gi joe because you know it it had better articulation you could do more with it mm -hmm. but i always remember going back and looking at that card going 
damn, what the hell? I never got those. <laughs> I wanted that figure so bad. Well, a bunch of those were the ones that were extremely hard to find. I only remember the ones with a coin. I think I only had two coins. I think I had the A-Wing pilot and the uh, Emperor's Lackey, whatever that thing was. Yeah, um, oh yeah. The, didn't the, even know the name. That was the only one you could find. <laughs> but all the really good figures in that last set were extremely hard to find. And, you know, years later when they started popping up um, and secondhand type stuff, those were the ones that were really expensive. I always wanted the Luke and Stormtrooper outfits. Luke was my favorite character. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> else was Han, Han, Han. But I, Luke was always my favorite. And I always wanted that Stormtrooper one because it came out, you know, six years, seven years after after the movie. Um. There was a Han a little bit earlier that you could find. Was there a Han at all? No, there wasn't, there wasn't a Han. Han. The, the, the first time they did it is when they re-released it. Right. That was so that was the first um, in-Stormtrooper costume figure and just never found it. And years later, um, when uh, you know, you'd find him at a convention or whatever, <laughs> I, remember, I think the first time I found him loose, he was like $300. Oh, wow. Because yeah. he was so hard to find. And that was that was before the... That was before even the, the re re you know re release, but when they made new figures, like the year before that, is where the vintage stuff just took off. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple of years before, you could go to. I remember being at San Diego Comic Con, and, and vintage Star Wars figures loose were like six bucks. Mm -hmm. Two years later, they were fifty. You know, the same exact figure in the same exact condition, capes missing, guns missing, and yellowed, whatever, bucks, huh? and they were like fifty bucks. <laughs> well, even a lot of them. Like I'm looking at the list here for that la that last line. I know. I remember when. The Yak Face came out for the re-release. I grabbed it immediately because that was one of those figures that you could never find from the original mm -hmm. run. And well, it was never released in the United States. Oh, that's true. That's right. It's a European figure. That's what made at, for a long time that on the card was the holy grail. Well, that one's it still it's nineteen hundred dollars right now. Going. Yeah, because the the vintage one it was only released in Europe, and it was really, really, really low run because mm -hmm. it was like the last figure off the mint. Or off the line or whatever. So that was, I mean, even even loose is what like a hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, three hundred dollars. The the EV ninety nine is uh, ninety dollars loose, one hundred fifty carded. The Anakin Skywalker carded is twenty two hundred dollars, but loose it's thirty five. And that's because there was a mail in that was also yeah, available. I had ones. the mail in, but I never got the carded one. I'm surprised mm -hmm. the, is, is the EV ninety nine was the one that came with the. Um, Jabba's droid factory too, so loose right. of that. There should be more of him anyway. Yeah, that should be a lot less. And yeah, you know, the um, the emperor's um, lackey. Yeah, they only <laughs> named him as the emperor's dignitary. That's what it was. It wasn't until later when they did the re-release that they actually named. There was like two or three of them that they ended up putting out. I think lackey worked. Lackey worked. Yeah, I had the Luke Skywalker at the battle poncho. Um, I wanted the Imperial Gunner because I thought that was just the coolest design. Oh, I had him too. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that coin. Now that I remember, well, some of them were re-releases from the year before with the right. coins. Yeah, it is re-released on Power of the Force cards on the yeah. The thing you're looking um, at. Lando Calrissian in the General Pilot. I had the Ramba. I didn't have. That was one of the Ewoks, right? Oh. And Warrock is one of the. And the, oh, the Han Solo and Carbonite was another one that I really, really wanted. Yeah, because it was the one that came with the figure and the Carbonite. And you could stick him behind it, and then you right. could pop out. And, of course, Luke with the Stormtrooper. And then there was Luke with the Battle... Oh, and the yeah. A-Wing pilot, and then the... Um, a Man-A-Man. A Man-A-Man, yeah. That, was, that one was um, also with the... Uh, 
the, the, the Dreads, Java, yeah. yeah, the Java because I had him, and then he came out carded. That was one of the biggest figures at the time too. He, he was another one when they did the re-release. I grabbed him immediately because he could was never... like two inches taller than the other figures. He was actually taller than Chewbacca. Yeah, and the R two D two with the pop up lightsaber. I think I had that one. Yeah. It was, had... By that point, I was pretty much all GI Joe. I remember like the last time I bought Star Wars figures at Sears. They used to sell toys at Sears. Yeah, no. um, <laughs> but by that point, do. it was all GI Joe. For me, GI Joe started the first the first Christmas it was available in '83. I had all 12 figures available because yeah. Cobra Commander was a mail-in because I had all the vehicles. I had everything. My mother, the most wonderful woman on the planet, bought me every single Joe toy that was available at that point. So <laughs> I hit the ground running, and it was it was pretty much toast from there. And then when they were re-released with the swivel arm battle grip and you got into the second wave with um, – Gung Ho, who is and always will be my favorite Joe, because he just looks so cool the first time he came out. Because he looks so different than the, you know, the originals were all. <laughs> I just keep thinking of the YouTube clip. <laughs> well, yeah, um, you know, the original ninety percent of them were, you know, all of drab. I think that's part of the reason why Snake Eyes proved to be so popular was because he was one of the few that looked different. Well, and he was also, mm-hmm. a, you know, yeah, it was, he came with a sword at that point well the first one no, no the first he didn't. one he no, didn't the first That's one right. he didn't he was strictly a commando the snake eyes backstory as a ninja is purely the invention of larry hama with the comic and it was the figure was re-released based on larry hama's um the way that he treated him in the comic as a as a martial arts ninja when he was mm-hmm. originally crafted again by um mostly by larry hama because he wrote all the file cards he was just simply like a super commando yeah um he had the Uzi and the satchel charge, and that was it. But I think um, his popularity stemmed, one, because obviously Larry Hammer really liked him and kept using him, but also the fact that he was the only character outside of Scarlet who was not in all of Drab, in yeah. green. And the two, you, know, you had the two Cobra Troopers. Yeah, the two Cobra Troopers and then the mail-in for the Cobra Commander. Right. And Fla- well, Flash had, I mean, he was all of Drab, but he still had. Yeah, but everybody else had at least some all of Drab on them, you know, one way or the other. Yeah, that, that that was when I started getting GI Joes. For a while, I was able to get both of them, and you know, my mom and dad were both getting me all you know every one of them that I wanted at that point. And then it got to be you need to choose. Yeah, you know, Star Wars had wound down. The movie was there wasn't any more movies. They were starting to put out the Ewok and Droid cartoon ones, which. They looked like the cartoons, so you know, wasn't a, you couldn't didn't match your collection. It the didn't same way, exactly. So, so and the GI Joe, you know, they did. They they had you know, you could move. That was their the point ways, where that started to matter to you too. The stuff didn't look the same. I mean, when <laughs> you were really younger, you didn't care. Like right. Star Wars guys. For me, I was always like a purist. I never had my Joes fight with my Star Wars figures or anything like that. It's funny as as an adult, um, <laughs> well, theoretically as an adult, uh, I do a lot more dioramas of mashups and that mm-hmm. type of thing that I ever did as a kid. I, I always remember like getting an argument with my neighbor in the backyard because he wanted to use the X-Wing fighter at my G.I. Joe airstrip base. And I'm like, no. What? It's cool. No, you can't use that. <laughs> well, and now <laughs> it's just, Joe thing. if they're in three and three quarter scale, then it yeah, all works. Yeah, use them together. Which, by the yeah. way, we have a bunch of tables, on, or toys on the table, and they all just kind of fell over at the same time. On Except that. Thor. Thor is pretty awesome. He's yeah, but riding. that's only because he's riding a My Little Pony Doctor Who. Exactly. See? Dr. Hooves is taking him to Asgard. That's right. Um, yeah, I mean, see, toys back then were so, uh, toy commercials back then were so different too. 
I mean, not that there are that many toy commercials now. But everything now is just kind of like, let's show you what we got. Well, I don't even know. They don't even have well, that's, that's toy commercials. What happened was is the amount of time in kids' programming that you can use to sell kids' products was heavily regulated in the 80s, which is why all those programs became toy commercials. It was a way to sell the product. The reason that G.I. Joe was a cartoon was because, well, we can't put on 20 G.I. Joe commercials during Scooby-Doo or whatever you know the prevailing cartoon was in the early 80s. So they said, well, we'll just make the cartoon. And mm-hmm. in that way, it serves as a commercial because everything that was on that cartoon, for the most part, was available yep. as a toy. Right. So that's where a lot of that came from because you can't make that many toy commercials anymore. Um, even now, it's still massively regulated. There's only so much time that you can use for um, merchandising towards children. But if you make it in the guise of entertainment product, it can serve as a commercial. I guess, yeah, that would work. Well, and that's why cartoons work such. They're such a great vehicle. You know, every season you can put out new toys and have new characters show up. And you know, mm-hmm. in Ponyland or you know, let's see, Ponyland. Um, unfortunately, right now there aren't a lot of guy cartoons that are translating over into toys either. Well, back then it used to be your toy came first, and then your your entertainment product came after and right. now mm-hmm. you launch your media product and your toys come off of it there's stuff that's out there i mean obviously there's a new turtles cartoon and there's a toy line for it yeah um you know every time there's a the, a marvel cartoon the there's something with it and obviously even star wars made two separate lines for their classic look and their clone wars look when the clone wars toy came out and i'm sure with the new star mm-hmm. wars rebels that comes out next fall there'll be a toy line based just on that oh so. i'm sure oh definitely yeah, it was so cool. Um, I, I sent it to Chris today. There was a um, when I was looking, I was trying to do some uh, cool, you know, toy type stuff for the intro this time, and I found this 1979 merchandise. Uh, you know, it, I guess it was for Kenner. I at their uh, either like at a toy fair or at their their um, at their own marketing meeting, and it was talking about you know how. Don't worry, Star Wars. You know there was one movie, but we're going into the future. Star Wars is forever, and th- George Lucas wanted to do twelve movies, and we're going to be with them the whole way. And I'm thinking, wow, if they only knew what it's turned into, mm-hmm. you know. Well, they, I think they probably already knew. That's why they wanted to continue doing it with him. And how foretelling that little promo was. Well, this, that's the idea. Is you know, it, it's one of the criticisms of. George Lucas or even Hasbro is that the product, the entertainment product was then uh, manipulated into being something for merchandising. Obviously the Ewok question, right? George Lucas only came up with Ewoks because he wanted to sell more toys to girls. That was, that's the the conspiracy theory for a long time is that he would have used anything else in the world but he convinced himself or someone convinced him that teddy bears that work. you you need to sell more stuff to girls and so that's why um, disney's acquisition of marvel largely based on the idea that we need a boys brand to license to merchandise yeah um, disney doesn't have a lot mm-hmm. of boys brands now they have two of the biggest boys <laughs> brands in the world well even when when lucas made sure you know he kept kept the marketing rights or the the merchandising rights back with the original Star Wars film, you gotta wonder, 
there's no way he could have ever predicted that what was about to happen would change the toy industry forever. I don't think it was a, a sense of predicting it or not. He just realized that for Lucas, a lot of that type of stuff was about control. And it wasn't so much of, oh, I'm going to make a gajillion dollars off of toys. He wanted to control what toys would be made. He didn't want, um, you know, what ended up being... <laughs> Lightsaber the, Well, no, the, 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 the episode one marketing bonanza where they gave out more licenses than they did in all previous three films combined. Oh, yeah. And there was so much product out there and there was so much shoddy product. As much as, as much product as was released for the original trilogy, Lucas and his team were very selective of the companies that they chose to award the licenses to. And it didn't always come down to money. It came down to what kind of product are you releasing and what, what kind of quality is that product going to be? For as much stuff that was out there, much of it was not junk. In fact, I still have my Emperor's Royal Guard uh, piggy bank from nice. 1983, <laughs> um, and I still use it. It's you know, it's just solid plastic for the most part. Well, hollow plastic. I guess if it's solid, it's not going to really work at the bank. But um, <laughs> but something like, like that you can always up. try. Do you yeah. do you remember the the Star Wars uh, lightsaber toothbrush? I mean, it was a, like a big, thick handle, and then at the end of it had like a little head that was either yellow because they, for some reason, even though there was never a yellow lightsaber in the movies, there was always a yellow lightsaber in the toy lines and everywhere else. And I remember I had the yellow one that just had a little tiny head on it, about like three or four inches, and it was just a little toothbrush on this massive like hilt <laughs> for a lightsaber, and it was probably the size of a regular lightsaber hilt. It was great. Very it was awkward. like, oh, it was very awkward, especially for little hands trying to hold this thing. But it, you know, it vibrated and did all the great stuff. And <laughs> it was I never cool. had a lot of the ancillary merchandise. I had, um, except for clothing. You know, I had T-shirts and stuff. I you had never a, had uh, the uh, C-3PO's. No, I had um, a backpack for Jedi. I had lunch boxes. I had lunch boxes. Um, I had my 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 bank that I mentioned. But other than that, I never had like Star Wars sheets. I had uh, Star Wars sheets, Star Wars drapes. I, yeah, never had any of that. <laughs> I had dude. Star Wars drapes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, and I, when I found out I had a cousin that worked at Kenner, I thought I was the coolest kid in the world. <laughs> never got anything. Although he did, I did when Empire Strikes came back, came out. I drew up this playset of Cloud City. And it was like the whole thing, it would open up, and you know, it had a stand and everything, and all these levels. And I gave it to him, you know, thinking, oh, he's going to make it, he's going to do this. Nothing ever came about it, you know, never ever spoken of. I just got it and threw it in the trash. He's yeah, like, you know. What is this crap? No, but it was massive. It was like, you know, the size of a big round table, you know. There was <laughs> that could be also be the reason know, why right? they didn't make it. They're like, <laughs> you know how much this is going to cost? It cost like, well, you know, but later on, Hasbro Kenner puts out, the USS Flag, which is this massive. What well, we, even what some of the stuff in like four feet or something. It was seven feet. Seven long. feet. I thought it was only three. But it was actually seven feet long. Yeah. Um, well, back then there, there was lots of gigantic toys. I mean, even something like the Ewok Village was huge. Yeah. They'd never release that today. The Death Star. Oh, definitely um, not. Death Star playset early on. Um, you know, plastic back then was nowhere near as expensive as it is now. There's a lot of cardboard too for like, like especially like the Death Star and everything. Well, that, uh, the original Death Star had all the, all the levels and or floors and stuff like that. I, so I used to use the elevator shaft. That sort of thing. Rocket. 
I, that was the only thing that remained of the the Death Star, and that was I just it was the same thing. I used it as the elevator shaft to get uh, for GI Joe to get down into the pit. That and the, I used to use the compactor lasted a long time too. Because this big orange compactor, and you'd have this blue crank, and it would close up on this uh, like styrofoam, and you'd have the little green. Oh God, I always forget its name. What is the Dianoga? Dianoga, yes. It, and I, that was the coolest thing to play with. Still have that Dianoga somewhere. Do you? Yep. The only <laughs> the only two pieces I had left were the Dianoga and then the elevator shaft. I think I still have the elevator shaft somewhere too. That's cool. But all the other pieces were destroyed. <laughs> And didn't make it. Overuse. So, when did your toys stop being toys and become collectibles? I think when you were old enough to start buying them yourself. <laughs> Actually, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, even then, in terms of collectibles, I mean, I I went through the phase of buying two of everything. I gave up that really quick. Yeah. Because for me, I don't I don't do a lot of secondhand stuff. I mean, I'm not really selling stuff. Um, I've traded some of my Joe stuff for other Joe stuff. But collectible to me is a different – the term collectible I think now has so much of a negative connotation Oh, totally. to it because it just seems like – Everybody isn't just out to make a buck now with them. So. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's it, it got to the point – I mean, even with, GI, uh, um, with Star Wars when it was released, I was buying two of figures I didn't care about because it's like, well, I got to have one in the package and I got to have one out. I was like, why? What's the point? You know, now in terms of like G.I. Joe, some of my favorite characters that were re-released like Gung Ho or Firefly or Destro, I have two of because it's my favorite. And that's the type of figure that I, I would put up on a wall. Right. Yeah. You know, I'd put in a star case and I'd put it up on a wall or whatever. But most of the recent stuff, if I get it, I open it because, you know, in terms of quote unquote playing with it, you know, I do set them up in you know, a scene or a diorama or whatever, um, whatever you want to call it, and just kind of play around with that sort of idea. <laughs> See, I've always had this thing where I had to open the package because I was always afraid they're going to suffocate. And I still feel that way. <laughs> now, I think the first time I, I thought of my toys a little bit differently than just toys to take out and throw around was when I watched Clash of the Titans, the original one. Mm-hmm. And Zeus had all these little marble statues of all of the humans up on a shelf and he would take them down when he wanted to use certain ones. So after I saw that, all of my Star Wars went up on, you know, in a nice row. All my GI Joe went up in a nice row, you know, always separate. Never, you can never mix and match match them. Um, But then I would just take it down certain ones and play with them. You know, when it got to be winter, because I lived in, you know, the East Coast and there was snow, I would take all the ones for, you know, and the Hoth, all the snowtroopers, all of you know, everybody that was in the Battle of Hoth, they would come down. We go outside and you know, build trenches, take the ad ad out there. Yeah. So you play with those. Then when it was spring and summer, you know, that's when the Return of the Jedi went out. Mm-hmm. You know, you do the same thing with the GI Joes. But that's when they started to be a little bit different. But I remember that when the re-release was done uh, back in what '97, I guess it was. Somewhere around there. Yeah, for the Star Wars. There was a big deal about how variants were out there. You know, people started really paying attention to variants. Mm-hmm. I remember the big one was Boba Fett. He would either have um, a full circle on his hand, or it would be the circle was cut in half, or it was a different color. And I saw, I found myself looking at him, and you know, when I was in a toy store, looking at these little details. 
And for a while, I went through it, and I would find some of them and everything. But then I was like, this is stupid. Yeah. You know, I want to. I'm either going to take these things out and play with them, or I'm going to do something with them. I'm not going to leave them in the package because what? Am I really going to go out and sell it or wait till the price goes up? I mean, yeah, I, I think I have a couple of them that are still. No, I think. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think there's a few of them right now that are, you know, that I keep in packaging still with. Just because I know it was like a limited run, for example, or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, it's cool just to have a limited figure still in the package. But I've also, those are like the only ones I would end up buying two of. So that way I'd open one and keep one in packaging just because of that. But yeah, we're, we are sounding like we're just the biggest dorks in the world I right know, now. Right. What, I mean, Chris, you're, you're still getting G.I. Joe's, still getting Star Wars. Still getting. Trying to. Still getting. G.I. Yeah, Joe's are a little tough to find. These good ones. Still getting mm-hmm. Legos. Still getting anything that's basically got a GI Joe logo on it, because you're getting what, the Creos. You're getting the. Are you getting the the Mini Force or whatever they are? Um, I have a few of them. Yeah. For me, it's just like if it's a brand that you enjoy, I I usually enjoy mm-hmm. the different incarnations of it. Um, I'm all about the appearance of the figure. If the figure looks cool, I'm gonna buy it. I'm not gonna buy it like. I'm just only limiting it to like characters I like or something like that. So with the wrestling figures, you're looking at their package, right? <laughs> no, definitely not. Looking you're not at looking their at packaging. their packaging. What the hell? The, no, you don't care. Not the what, package you're talking about. You, you don't care what the card looks like and what the blister looks like. Yeah, definitely not the blister. Ah, uh, I see. But yeah, um, you know what the bad thing is though. My daughter now, yeah, you know, she's at the age where. She's starting to, you know, she's got her toys now. She calls them collect. They're her collectibles. You know, her Monster High, her La La Loopsy, her My Little Pony, all the others. They're her collection, so she has to put them all up on the shelves, you know, just like Daddy does, and put take them down, play them. And I'm like, did I just rob her of that time when you she's did. playing with them and not you, thinking about? You are a horrible, horrible father. Yeah, she has you, every you know. single one of them. Yeah. No, I think it's fine. I mean, she is just like emulating what she sees from you at that point, I think. And it's just, you know, unfortunately, I mean, she still plays with them. So it's not like, oh, yeah, she plays with them. It's not like, oh, let me put them on the shelf and I'm not going to play with them because daddy doesn't play with his anymore. Well, daddy does play with his. Yeah. The problem is daddy has so many of them. You can't put them all out right now. You got nothing. Huh? You got nothing. Trust me. Chris has more than you and he puts them out. I don't know. He saw my figures one time. And he thought <laughs> maybe I have more. Although that may have changed now. <laughs> but yeah, I've got my problem is I've got so many of them that you know you start to figure, lose their to- their uh, weapons or their accessories. So I ended up putting them all into storage bags. So they're all in their nice little Ziploc bags, all filed away, suffocating somewhere. You just killed all your toys. I man. know, right? <laughs> Every time I see Toy Story two, I cry. It's like, no, take him out of the package. <laughs> oh, no, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, So the state of the toy industry seems to be very odd right now. In, it used to be, you know, and even before your time apparently, Ethan, that when the toys came out, the whole line came out for the year. You know, and they didn't keep adding more and more series, mm-hmm. more and more, you know, there, there was one line for the year and you'd have no what? i still remember that what? they they kind of did that still with the like, in the, like the mid 90s early 90s 
Yeah, but now they're getting to be, you know. Well, now they have because I guess because they want to make so many or they want to like make so many different variations of the same figure that they offer like series. Well, what ended up happening is yeah, it used to be like for GI Joe, there was one release every year, but it was everything in one shot and it would come out between February and pretty much everything would be out between February and April. Some of the bigger stuff might come out later in the year. Um, you usually get that catalog right around Christmas, and it should. Well, it'll be after Christmas. It'll be in the beginning of the year because my brother and I used to always hunt down the first, like, little vehicle that came in a box, hoping that the new catalog would be in it <laughs> in order to find out what it I was. I love this those before, before the uh, the internet that you could just go and find everything. Um, but in terms of now, everything's released in quarters. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, Star Wars will have four different um, uh, quarters releases in a year. <laughs> what are you playing with over there? Um, actually, editing a picture of a toy that I just took. Oh. Um, <laughs> well, apparently, Christmas is something so more important than this podcast that we're. No, in. it's not that. It's just that I'm doing two things at once. Apparently awesome. not. You're just doing one thing at once. But you, you still knew what the to- you know, even though it came out in quarters, you still knew what the toys were coming out. You know, you didn't, mm-hmm. and they were there were so many more of them that came, would come out that you could find them. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing is the numbers are totally different. I mean, you just don't have well, the that thing is, same. Um, like I said, plastic is so much more expensive, so your production is and, and frankly, there just aren't as many people buying toys. Even though there's kids and adults buying toys, there just isn't the same number that it used to be because the 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 terms of inflation of price we've talked about this in comic books before what a figure would cost you versus like you know the average cost of living or what it would take out of your cost of living expenses 30 years ago versus now is totally different it's much more expensive every figure is more expensive um you know, adjusted for inflation, I think there was something like figures should still be around like six, seven dollars, and your basic yeah. figure now starts retail at ten. Well, um, except for the the newer lines now, they are like the new uh, Iron Man three line, the new Batman. Yeah, line but you look at the the quality then suffers for right. It. So they don't release a lot of figures because the quality they know people aren't going to buy them for. You know, th- those those figures are never going to sell in the numbers that um, uh, the numbers that we saw even mm-hmm. like 10, 15 years ago, and you look at. You know, you can see, you can find pictures of like the GI Joe aisle from Toys R Us in 1985, and it's just wall to wall product. And you could find product all year. You know, if you missed out on getting the Cobra Trooper in March, you could still find him in June, July, August, and Christmas. Now, for the majority of you know hot product stuff that people want, you don't get it when you see it. You ain't gonna find it. Exactly. But we also have the it. problem that we've been talking about is places like target and toys R us that get stuck on a wave or stuck on a line. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about this with vintage figures uh, for star Wars. The episode one vintage figures did not sell the way that Kenner Hasbro, whatever um, thought they were going to still use Kenner. <laughs> I know. Um, so <laughs> they, they sit on a, they sit on a those. shelf and when new product comes out, it isn't ordered because your toy buyer for major companies like Target and Toys R Us and Walmart looks at it and just, they have a whole well, all they look at is the barcode. And they said, okay, Star Wars vintage barcode hasn't sold anything in six months, so why would I get more of it? Not understanding really that you need new product in order to move it. Mm-hmm. But they can't differentiate against what's, you know, wave one, wave two, wave three, wave four, excuse me, to an extent where 
they can order a new product and get it to move. So those type of products, you just can't find. The idea in 1984, 1985, that you would not be able to find a major figure of any line, that there, there would be a Luke Skywalker in 1982 that you just didn't exist. You just can't find it. It's nowhere. It, it, it would be completely unfathomable to anybody back then that 30 years from now, you're looking for, you know, Luke Skywalker and pilot gear. Well, you're not going to find him because he hasn't been released on the West Coast because there's too many Star Wars products sitting in Toys R Us of figures from Episode One, and it's just, it's a totally different. But it's not even it's not even sometimes in the case of different differentiating between different series, or even you know as to in the case of Arctic Destro, which was flooded in every store in California or in Southern, at least in the Los Angeles area down to San Diego, it was, everybody had art to Destro and nobody else for the GI Joe line. And as a matter of fact, that was the year you and I asked them, uh, you asked the Hasbro, we asked the Hasbro rep at, um, at Comic-Con mm-hmm. and they were like, well, we got somebody that's supposed to go into the stores and look at that. And, you know, we don't have that. There aren't any art to Destro sitting on any shelves in the East coast. You know, it's like, well, why don't you move them from the West Coast to the East Coast? <laughs> or like well, the thing with that, out. like the, the Dark Destiny yeah. problem is is that exact problem. The fact that you have a figure that is not selling and is static because um, it's a what we call a peg warmer. It sits and sits and sits on the peg. That barcode in terms of what it looks like in the general computer is the same as... Snake Eyes, Scarlet, Stalker, Hawk, yeah, they all have the Commander. same item numbers. Exactly. Though. So when you ha- when you're doing analysis by computer, you can't really tell what's going on. You think, oh, GI Joe's not selling at all. No, it's because you have thirty of the same figure. And mm-hmm. most people, unfortunately, who work that that um, department on a, on a executive level, don't really know about that department. I ran toys at Target for almost a year. And I used to fake all my numbers. I used to zero out stuff in order to get new product because I knew, I knew when there were new releases. I knew what the new releases were. Um, you know, I ran it when uh, when that new line of He-Man, the Masters of the Universe, came out, and nobody else had any of it because I zeroed it out every week. And I'd go hide it in the back. I what we call ghost it. Um, Ethan just knows what I'm talking it, about. Just throw it in a corner somewhere. Yeah, we put it in the back. We ghost it. We wouldn't attach it to a to a, a shelf label. And I would get new product, and then I'd zero that out. And then I get new product, and I'd zero that out. And then Black Friday, I was the only store from Santa Barbara to San Diego that actually had Masters of the Universe product on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And I sold out of all of it in less than 24 hours. <laughs> I made a whole bunch of people really happy. Legitimately, but actually, you had to. Yeah, you had to know about the the way the toy industry works and the way that it works at a retail level in order to do that. And most executives don't. So they don't understand or they're not willing to really take the time to care about the fact that you have product that isn't moving. You can't find a way to get rid of it. You're handcuffed your your, um, your executives as well because you can't clearance out a single barcode. You can't clearance out Arctic Destro without clearancing out every Joe figure you have. Right. So it, it's the the avenues available to get some of this new product in there just aren't in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've seen this secondhand market in you know specialty toy stores, the internet especially, 
comic book shops, stuff like that, they've taken over the way that you get mass market toys now. And they're obviously extremely marked up in many cases. Oh, they're extremely difficult. Yeah. To, well, it depends on what it is. But but here, here's another thing. And we wonder why kids can't buy them. Right. But you're, you brought up a good point with you know these second, third-hand stores. How many of those toys that were in or supposed to be in to, you know, Targets, Toys R Us, Walmarts, wherever, how many of those that they actually were shipped to those stores ended up into these second and third hands? Because of the the owners of these, you know, mom and pop stores, if you will, having people that either work in the store or they have handlers that go in there that know when the shipment's going to be. Well, no, I know there's people that, you know, will spend every day and show up at the store right when it opens. But the thing is, it's, that's, that's just that's supply just, and demand. Yeah, if people are different. willing to buy them from secondhand stores and people are willing to pay those prices, then those, they're still going to be there. It, it's You can't fault someone for trying to make a buck. Yeah, it looks stupid. You know, yeah. Everybody hates scalpers, but as long as we keep paying those prices, you know how to stop a scalper? Stop paying his price. Exactly. You know, We had this with, um, again, going back to G.I. Joe, uh, the, the, the Renegades version of Storm Shadow was going online. This is a $10 figure at retail. It was going online for upwards of $75. And people kept paying it. And so when people are asking, like, how can these people sell it? How can they sell it for $75? It's not right. It's not right. You keep buying it. As long as you keep buying it, you're going to. Why do prices of figures continue to go up? Because people keep buying them. If you're going to buy a G.I. Joe figure at 9, when they raise it to 10 and you keep buying it, they're going to raise it to 11. Right. When you keep buying it, they're going to raise it to 12. The new Iron Man figures, I think, are a direct reaction to the fact that you could find a number of Iron Man 2 figures at Ross. And other discount stores because they did not sell at full retail at places like Target and Toys R Us. So they were turned over to discount stores just to recoup the cost. Well, the new a, Iron Man line is a cheap line. They're, what, six bucks? Yeah, it's six, six, uh, six dollar six, figures. They're completely worthless figures. They're just five, like crap, five, five little pieces, pieces you, you plug, like, plug into each other. Right? Yeah, you can, pop, they, you can pop out the joints and put in. They're, they're, well, those, they're are, those, are the actual, the, those are actually the ten, $10 ones. The, mm-hmm. the, ones that you, the assembler ones are $10. The just a standard five point articulation suit is six six seven dollars. You could take those apart too. But anyway. No, um, but even the molding on it, the plastic themselves, right? Because in order to sell, because of the price of manufacturing now, in order to sell a figure that has decent articulation, you have to sell it for ten to eleven dollars. We're finding more and more of the fact that consumers are not purchasing these items at ten to eleven dollars. If you don't give them a really good figure, why are all the episode one figures still now almost a year and a half after their release? They're released in January 2012. They're still on the shelves at Target because yep. people are not going to pay nine, ten, eleven dollars mm-hmm. for these figures. Part of it is because the figures are you know no one's really running out there going I really need a a Newt Gunray right now. But at the same time, it's Qui-Gon also the Jin. fact that the well, even that you've got Qui Gon Jinn, you've got characters that would sell, I think, if they're a little bit cheaper. When a couple of places would um, clearance them out, I was buying battle droids, right? But you can, you won't sell battle droids at eleven bucks a piece. You just can't, no matter how great they look. Well, there's not much difference between the battle droid for the Clone Wars version and the battle droid. Well, I guess the the vintage one did no, the have vintage, a, the, the vintage, vintage one, one was, did have a, quite a bit of articulation. The vintage one had, was the best figure that they had done. But that's the thing is you can do you're going to have to sacrifice one for the other. Mm-hmm. You know, G.I. Joe has gotten much more, you know, the articulation in some of the figures just two years ago. You actually have wrist joints. 
you know, you have the, the, the wrist can turn in two different directions. Each yeah. wrist turns in, in, yeah. a, in a separate direction. There's, um, um, you know, what we call rocker ankles. They can move back and forth and they can shift the up and down. You have the double knee separate. joint. You've got a pretty good head joint. None of that stuff exists in, you know, a couple of the figures in the new line, the retaliation line has that articulation, but most don't. And Hasbro's admitted we can't mm-hmm. offer that kind of articulation at that price. Right. We just can't do it. Yeah, that's why the six dollar figures are like running upwards of you know eighteen dollars, or the, I'm not the six dollars, I'm the six inch figures, I should say. Yeah, because even like the wrestling figures with the your Rey Mysterio was freaking expensive. Exactly, so, yeah. you know, it's it's like eighteen. It was Ethan's birthday bucks. the other day, and I got him a Rey Mysterio figure, and yeah. it was not cheap. It's like eighteen, but the cheap figures were cheap, so yeah. I didn't want right. to get you one of those either. But yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at there's going to be a new Star Wars six inch line coming out. That's going to have be heavy in articulation. There's but it's twenty be, bucks, right? Each one of those figures starts at retail at nineteen ninety nine. There's going to be the new three and three quarter black line that comes out, which is going to replace the vintage, which is supposed to have all the articulation that the vintage have. But what we'll probably those will probably see thirteen forty. Those will probably be they'll, they'll probably their original retail will be twelve ninety nine, and of course you know most places, whatever the original retail is, I mean they're they're on sale here and there, but again you have a company like target are they really going to buy a ton of star wars figures when they're sitting on so many nope and you're, you're not going to find them the vintage line hasbro did this wonderful thing where they said we're going to take the hardest to find vintage figures and we're going to re-release them in third quarter of last year fourth yeah. quarter of last year they never showed up at retail because retailers did not buy new boxes they did at not least buy new on shipments. the at least on, we should say at least on the west coast as far as we could tell because i didn't i haven't found anybody online who said that they saw those at retail yeah you know we again we saw them at secondhand stores because mm-hmm. if they're not selling if hasbro isn't selling it to target or toys r us or walmart or well that's about it isn't it yeah um <laughs> that's about it anymore that's, well, that's part of the problem also there's not enough stores that are buying toys uh, Hasbro will offer them to secondhand stuff. Hasbro offers stuff through Diamond. Yep. Um, well, also, Diamond, they have Diamond, a different. Uh, I mean, they have a different model as far as buying. Like, if some guy's random, random like comic shop decides they want to buy some toys, they're gonna buy a few cases here and there. But then they'll know that they're they'll sell out those few cases really quickly. Versus where Target's buying like hundreds of thousands cases probably to fill up their stores nationwide. Well. Back last summer when G.I. Joe Retaliation got pushed, uh, the movie got pushed until March to make sure that Toys R Us had toys on their shelf that were Joe's for all year round, they started mixing, you know, started sending them out through all their different stores. And they did a wonderful job of getting new stuff in stores because we'd walk into Toys R Us and we'd see figures that we'd never seen on the pegs before because we had been sitting on Arctic Destro for a year and a half. So yeah. when we finally, you know, so that was really nice that they were able to do that. To me, I would say most of the retail stores need to do that. But obviously, you know, it, it's a little bit more difficult, especially since they really don't know what they're sitting on. You know, right. when, when Toys R Us did well, they it, obviously like, they were just saying, okay, you're sitting on, you've been sitting on this or it's been in your back storage room or this has been in our. Well, uh, part of the reason that Hasbro differentiated its lines a few years ago where they made a specific Clone Wars line, which was in the style of the Clone Wars TV series, a specific classic heroes line, which was a little bit less articulation, but again, in the styles of the which classic were a figures. lot of re-releases and the vintage line. Part of the reason that they separated those lines was to make three different barcodes. Sure. So that if you sold out of Clone Wars, 
then at least at the very least target would be reordering clone wars at the very you could give now your buyers at these major companies even more information of saying okay you're selling out of clone wars or you're selling out of classic or you're selling out of vintage and you would see new stuff go through vintage was really successful at turning over because the stuff was selling right once the episode one vintage came in that all stopped but up until that point it was actually easier to find vintage than it was to find classic yeah but do you think that because it seemed like with the release of the the episode one vintage there was right around the time when they were putting out the Star Wars 3D, you know, the episode one. And I know that for, they were talking this year there was going to be two separate uh, packages and two separate blisters, one being the um, episode two, and then they'd have an episode three type backing. You know, I think it was um, – oh, it was on episode two. Was it – well, they've been talking. They showed a lot of these last year at Comic Con, right. and they're still not out because but I think stores it's because, don't have them. But see, I also think it has a lot to do with they didn't since they didn't release the movies, they didn't know what to do with them. I don't. I don't think it's. I think it really is just the fact that they're still all of these stores still have the same figures they had a year ago. Mm-hmm. A year ago, right? This was a year ago. We're talking about GI Joe Retaliation. It was released Memorial Day last year, right? Because I remember hunting on Memorial Day before going over to a friend's party. Um, and those figures oh, yeah. in those releases, that original Duke and Roadblock and Snake Eyes, are still sitting on every shelf that I see. So the yep. new figures, you know, the new wave comes in when when there's a new wave. It seems like Target will order a couple of boxes, but they're not restocking that box because. Well, I saw I saw Wave Two, some of Wave Two on the shelves, but I never I saw Wave anything. Three. I haven't seen because Flint was on the shelf. He no, that's what I'm two. saying. In in the initial. Those are out. But right. when they they're not restocking those boxes. They're no. not getting new boxes. Well, as a matter of fact, they've from, had they've had them on clearance for the longest time now. A couple places have. Uh, Target hasn't. Nope. Target seems like they've never put anything on clearance anymore. Well, especially in the toy section. They had them down. They had them down to about eight ninety nine, which was their clearance. That's, that was that's their not clearance. clearance price though. That's the sale price. Or the sales price. I shouldn't excuse me. I shouldn't say clearance. I said sales. No, they, right. they're running the sale prices to try and move product, but. Their, their product is still sitting there. The local to- the local targets had the same six G.I. Joe figures for the last six months. Right. Mm-hmm. Or not um, uh, three months after the initial latest wave when the movie was actually released, the wave two and wave three. Even then, there's there's like two more waves this year, and nobody knows if we'll see them because you never know when. Uh, again, speaking back to the fact that when you see these new figures, you have to get them. Mm-hmm. And it does suck because... Um, one of the last releases before it, it uh, for GI Joe before it switched to Retaliation when it was Lifeline and Zombie Viper and a couple others. I saw them at, at Toys R Us. There's General Hawk the and Jungle Viper. Or Jungle no, this is this Bat. is the one after. This oh, was okay. Lifeline, Sci-Fi, um, the Zombie Viper, whatever. I ended up picking up all the figures at once, and it was like a hundred bucks. But I knew well if I don't pick them up now, I'm never going to get them. Exactly. So you're not sitting there. You don't have the choice of saying, okay, I'm only pick up two because I can pick up two later and then I can pick up two later and then I can pick up two later. And then over the course of the next six weeks, I'll have all of them. Instead of that, it's, well, I got to blow $100 right now just to get one of each because it was like seven figures in that set. And I think there was one There was one army builder I doubled, but that was it. Well, we have seen on the G.I. Joe Collector's Facebook page that there's a, a lot of people on the East Coast that are finding some of these harder-to-find figures. Well, Sometimes you'll find them in, in, in a couple of different places that get, you know, we, we started seeing the General Hawk, which was very hard to find for a while, show up at 
CVS, Walgreens yeah. and CVS. And of course, there's the Dollar General figures that are Dollar Generals out here in the middle of the desert, so they're not very easy to get to. Um, well, even those, you know, those I, I, you know, I went to Myrtle Beach last year and I ended up hitting like seven or eight different Dollar Generals, and I found I think six figures. So I mean, it was still those were very hard to find as well. Yeah, I think in the smaller cities and smaller towns, they don't order as much. That's why you see them um, popping up there first, or you know, like you'll see more. Uh, newer stock show up there first rather than you know big cities like los angeles or well again it's it's also supply and demand you've got certain places like i know of targets that are here that are more likely to have new product because mm-hmm. there are, aren't as many people that walk into those targets right. who are looking for those items um so you can find some places that you know will have new product because there simply just isn't anybody that's picking it up well not anybody but you know it, it takes a little bit longer for that product to move because there's not as many people. You know, if you have a hundred people looking for ten figures versus a place where you've got ten people looking for ten figures, you got a better chance of finding them in the second place. Well, I mean, Ethan, are you having that same trouble? Because I know you get a lot of the uh, wrestling figures. I mean, it's it's pretty much the same it's, thing. It's yeah, it's the same thing. You got a hundred John Cena sitting on pegs everywhere you go. And well, it seems like every other set has a John Cena in it, and I was like, how can you? keep making those figures when they all look the same. I don't know, I just still don't get it. Because people buy them. I know. It's it's, I mean, it's it's a G.I. Joe problem. Every set, for, for about three years, every set had a Cobra Commander, Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, and Duke. Yep. Every single release has it. Jungle Duke, and Arctic I Duke, it. Pilot Duke. But the thing is... They sell. They, so they, they sell... And it's marketed for kids. It's not really like an right. adult they, But the problem that I'm finding is everyone who laments that 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 uh, practice still buys all those figures as we've said if they were willing to go out on a limb for a second and say we're not going to release duke storm shadow cobra commander and destro but we're going to release 10 figures we haven't released in like a year (laughs) then let's see if those sell and they probably will i mean you forget in the original gi joe line there were only three snake eyes in a decade, there were only three versions of Snake mm-hmm. Eyes. There was only two versions of Duke, and one of them was just a repaint. Um, there yeah. was two versions of Hawk. There was two versions of Scarlet. That was it. You know, now there's four Snake Eyes a year. Well, Hasbro has done a good job with the Star Wars lines, not not as much the vintage, but with with the other Star Wars lines of re-releasing figures over and over again on different packaging. You know, you'll see. You'll see some of the episode one, episode two, episode three figures that came out in the movie Blister now showing up in their hero lines and some of the others. So if you missed the figure then, you were able to get it. Now it just seems like... Well, the cynical side of that is that they're just using the same mold because they're unwilling <laughs> to buy new molds sure. and new articulation. And some of it, all the cynical side is also that their marketing team is trying to pull a fast one on you and making you think that you don't have this figure when, in fact, it's the same figure you bought six years ago. <laughs> right. Well, you know, the R2-D2 that has the uh, the little sound chip in it first came out, um, and they did these little diorama things where you, you could have it. and. You know, it was this little like desert scene, and you know, play the button. So I, I got that there, and now I've seen it in like, oh god, five or six different other lines since mm-hmm. you know, two thousand, I guess it was when it came out. But you know, if you are a smart customer, or if you are a collector, or somebody that you know, not necessarily a collector, but a toy enthusiast, you know, you'll know. Oh, I have that figure, or you know what, I I need to get 
more of the alley viper because i wanted the, the troop build you know or i need more stormtroopers because i don't have enough for my for my diorama um, yeah. the alley viper <laughs> yes the alley viper the troop building alley viper and the shock trooper yes uh, I, I love my, i still i still wish i had the orange and blue valley viper i love that figure that was my well, favorite figure. if you want to spend 150 dollars on the defensive cobra island set you can get yeah, one all right okay so what's your holy grail figure then what's the one figure that you don't have that you've always wanted um there well i guess it would be the original luke but in terms of for me for a holy grail it's not a figure that i didn't have it's um if I had a really nice, pristine, original release package of uh, Gung Ho, that would be mine. And Firefly. Those, Gung Ho would be one and Firefly would be two. Of the, of the original? Of the original, yeah. The original 1983-84 packaging, you know, in a nice case, graded, whatever. That would be the thing that, more than anything else, I as a collectible, I would love to have. Right. Um, of the current toy lines that you missed out on, which was which is the one figure that you wish that you could have gotten or you still want to try to get? There really isn't anything that I'm dying for because now you can find it. I mean, you can well, get yeah. It. I mean, if you go to a con, if, I mean, or I, I never got the the uh, Renegades Storm Shadow. I could get a Renegade Storm Shadow for fifty bucks, but I'm just not willing to pay for it. <laughs> Everyone that I've really wanted. I've found, I mean, there's vintage, there's some of this later Star Wars vintage ones that would be really cool, but it's not something that I'm sitting there lamenting like, oh, I really wish that I could have gotten a Star Killer, you know? Right. I I'm, I'm just don't have that feeling anymore. I mean, I'm looking at your Dollar General Black Cobra Trooper. I love this figure. I don't have one. I could find one for 10 bucks, but it's not changing sure. my life. I mean, I have 20 Blue Troopers, so, I mean... <laughs> Spray paint might work. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll deal with the blue. There's 26 yeah. shock troopers, I think, something like that. How many alley vipers? Uh, the alley viper short is like 16. No, oh. I usually try to build in groups of four. What's your what's your grail, Ethan? I don't care. The Ray Mysterio from Walmart. Come yeah. on, the one that I just got. Chris you. got it for me. There we go. You want that super articulate ultimate uh, ultimate warrior, don't you? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. I have a. A dislike for the Ultimate Warrior. So every time I see this figure, I just want to punch uh, it. Ah, it's the original know. Pink Power Ranger. We know. Yes, it. it is actually. No, I mean like everything. You just want her, not the actual toy. That would be true. If she's listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. So is there is there a no. toy like if you were saying that there's a toy as a kid that I didn't have that I really really wanted, it would be the USS Flag. I mean, it would be the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. I wanted that more than anything. See, mine would be mine would be the uh, missile firing Boba Fett, the mail-in one. That yeah, see, I didn't. I really didn't care about that. For me, it was it was the aircraft carrier. I had a friend who had the aircraft carrier, and I just remember going to the house and sitting there, going, "I can play G.I. Joe in this room for the rest of my life and be happy because that thing was so awesome." I always wanted the Terradrome too. I had the Terradrome. I wish I still had the Terradrome. <laughs> I had, let's see. What are see, the Terradrome for me, it, it breaks my heart because I left it, like, instead of putting it in the garage, I had to leave it outside for a little bit, and it got sun damaged, and my father threw it away. So did you ever have Transformers or uh, Masters of the I had, Universe? I had tons or? of Masters of the Universe. My, my mother loved Masters of the Universe for me because they were bigger. They were almost the same price as Joe's, but it looked like you right. got more value because they were bigger. Mm-hmm. She, she enjoyed buying a Masters of the Universe for me. I was into a lot. Of, I mean, I had... A lot of Masters of the Universe, and, and I played with them a lot, too. Um, 
I didn't have a lot of Transformers because they were too expensive. Right. And I never had any of the big ones. I never had Optimus Prime or Megatron or Starscream because mm-hmm. they were just way too expensive. I had a Soundwave. I had a Megatron, even though my mom hated it because of the gun. Yeah. Then I had Optimus Prime. Um, I had some mask figures. I had my, my I brother. Had my brother, who's a four. few years younger, we got we kind of worked it out because my mom was like, "Well, you know." If you're getting Star Wars and you're getting G.I. Joe, you're not going to be able to get Masters of the Universe or Transformers or all these others. So my brother, he would get the Masters of the Universe line and the, you know, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle lines and those lines. So I could continue on the other ones. But we'd, you know, we'd each play with them, you know, those different yeah, ones. Each them out, yeah. The Super Friend line, he had every single figure. Mm-hmm. Which the original Super Friends line, there was, good God, there had to be like, 60 figures, I want to think. Maybe not that many. That, I don't remember there being that many. Super Friends, I only had Lex and Superman because they were the only two that I really knew. I remember when he got Firestorm, and I thought that was a really cool looking figure. Because mm-hmm. it was something different. He didn't, you know, when he showed up in the car. Hell, I had, I had Starcore, <laughs> the magnetic. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing. Like, you could put the dude on, um, you know, the back of the truck or whatever, and then the gun would pop out, and because he was on a magnet, he would just stick to that plate and then be. <laughs> you know, vertical or, or horizontal. And then you'd come up again. It was like, that thing was really cool. I had a little bit of mask. I had, I had a few masks. I went, I, didn't um, I had go bots. I never had go bots. I had lots of go bots. I had transformers. Yes. Yeah, so because I couldn't afford transformers. Mom always bought me go bots. Um, I had a couple of Robotech toys cause I love Robotech. That stuff was really hard to find, really expensive. Um, I'm trying to think is there anything, anything like really, Anything else like a really big line that I had? I don't think I so, did. And the funny thing is, I didn't really have any Marvel figures until now, when I have the Marvel, uh, you know, the Marvel Universe figures. Well, there really wasn't much. You know, they were the we big had, Mego yeah, the X-Men ones. line and things like that. Based oh, on that the was cards. much later. By that point, I was no longer playing with figures. Right. When they yeah. had the six-inch X-Men line. Um, I had a couple of those figures for my favorite characters. Like, I had Forge and Archangel. And, man, you look at those figures now. Oh, <laughs> I know. They're so trashy. They are terrible. They are terrible, terrible. Well, terrible. even the G.I. Joe lines, I mean, when they started getting into the neon colors and the, you had the... Well, the you look at the stuff Echo, towards the yeah, end. The Echo yeah. Warriors. Well, even even by, you know, the fifth release, you started seeing stuff like Sci-Fi, who's, you know, bright <laughs> green. You know, Cobra Troops on the other side of the hill are like, uh, I'm pretty sure we could pick that guy out. Your medic isn't bright red. I mean, yeah. you're not supposed to shoot the medic. But at I the same still, time, it's like, well, I'm pretty sure the guy he's working on is right there because he is not moving. Lifeline was right, one right. of my favorite, <laughs> favorite figures. I saw, like, Scoop in the later lines. Yeah. My my stuff for G.I. Joe was um, the mobile battle platform because that was my that was my base. Right. I used that as the command center for their, their mountain hideout. Um, and the Tomahawk. I think I think I used the Tomahawk as much as any other. So I always wanted the Tomahawk. I always wanted the Mobat. I, I got remember. the Tom. I got the Mobat. Obviously, the first time, um, the, I got the Tomahawk and the Night Raven in the same Christmas. That was like the best freaking Christmas ever. Night Raven, I got, but I had to beg because that was my favorite. Ever since I saw the Clint Eastwood movie Firefox, and they had they featured, was it the? It looked like an SR seventy one. Yeah. Type thing, yeah. And that's that was why I want I had to have that. The, or the earliest thing that I really really wanted that I never had was the Rattler. For some reason I never got the Rattler. So that, that one, the, Rattler the vehicles would go out of um, would go out of production too. Like the figures would be available forever, like two three years. You could still find the same figures, but the vehicles sometimes would only be available for like a year or two. Okay, so what's the most you'd ever pay for a toy, or have? What's the most you've ever paid for a toy? Retail. <laughs> yeah, so the, I mean, in, in terms of secondhand. Um, 
for something new. I've paid twenty dollars for a Joe figure for the uh, for that General Hawk that I couldn't find because I was able to get two of them for forty bucks. Right. Um, just for a single figure, let's say. Because I, I mean, something... obviously, obviously, like you know, the the Entertainment Earths when you get the you know the multi packs, you know, you're, you know, like the Dragnox or whatever, you're going to end up spending you know fifty bucks at yeah, least for when then, they first come out. It's it's still like I I don't think I've paid more than twenty dollars for, you know, a, a six inch or smaller figure. Yeah. Um, I don't. Most I think, of my stuff is pretty much retail. I think that's about what I've spent on. In terms figure. of secondhand. Because uh, I don't, I don't buy a lot of secondhand stuff. Part of the reason that you know my holy grail is Gung Ho or Firefly is because I really just don't, don't really do mm-hmm. much in those in those type of circles. I mean, I see them and I'm like, hey, that's really cool. But for me right now, if you're telling me I can spend fifty bucks to buy, you know, a carded Snake Eyes from 1988, or I can spend fifty bucks and buy six loose figures of the right. new line, I'm gonna buy the six loose figures of the new line because I'd, I'd rather have those to you know display or play around with in 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 terms anyway um or use for dioramas <laughs> or use for customs or stuff like that or even trade so that's yeah. something I've, i haven't i mean i did some customs back when um when the new line of star wars came out and they put out the x-wing pilot and everything i ended up making a whole rogue squadron mm-hmm. which i thought was really cool you know i used the aliens and stuff like that but i haven't really done any customs in a while I and mean, i keep wanting to keep meaning to yeah, I, well, I, bought I just went out and bought an airbrush kit so we could do some. But. You, you see some of this stuff online, and, and that's kind of like my big thing now is to find stuff that, that works for three and three-quarter. Um, even mashup type stuff. Like there, there's a – on Facebook, there's a, a G.I. Joe Collector's Forum that um, – I mean, some of these guys are so incredibly skilled oh, in the yeah. way that they can – you know, re-sculpt some of these figures. Some of these paint jobs are absolutely incredible. And this, yeah. the, the camera work is – I mean, that's the more for me, the most thing that I'd be jealous of is the camera work because, you know, I like to think of myself as an amateur photographer and I'm not bad, but I'm nowhere near as good as some <laughs> of these guys. Um, I think it's because of the forums that I got into custom making. Like I did a lot of customs for indie wrestlers. And oh, yeah, that's like right. That. You have done some. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's like looking at what these guys. But that's, did the, that's the type of stuff now. I mean, I, we've been and this forum has been great of finding stuff that's compatible for three and three quarter. I mean, there's a line at at Walmart, like my adventure or something. And it's like camp stuff and stuff like that, but they're great props. Big lots has a for stuff. Big lots has this stuff. Like I have a, I have a, what you would call a little bird. If you've ever seen black Hawk down the Mm -hmm. little OH six little bird guys, there's one that um, a company called BBI put out and it's like 40, $50, 20 bucks at, at, um, at big lots and it is as accurate as you could hope for mm-hmm. it's a beautiful yep. piece i bought a three and three quarter scale horse yeah it was a war horse and i picked it up and it's just it's cool mm-hmm. um you find stuff to mash through uh there's a there's a transformers rc uh motorcycle that is a perfect size mm-hmm. you know the, you put cobra troopers around it and it looks cool because it looks like a futuristic bike and then you transformer and you stand her up and you put it in the next page um, there's a couple <laughs> of guys again on that, that collector's forum that have that gigantic super scale Megatron from the, the third movie, the tanker. That thing's oh, like, yeah. that thing's like two feet tall, oh, but yeah, it yeah. totally looks in scale and you're like, Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> um, well, even so a lot of that, that are trying to find some of those things. I know a little while ago I had you looking for the cryo chamber from, uh, the six inch halo figures, because if you put a little foam thing on the bottom, you can use it yeah. as, as a, you know, I was going to put Steve Rogers in it. And I passed it up. I was so stupid. I was like, oh, it was only eight bucks. I'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> and it wasn't there anymore. Now I can't I find can't, it. I can't. I've been looking for it. I can't no, find it. No, they're all gone. Yeah. 
That sucks because that would have been perfect. Because I wanted, I wanted to put Steve Rogers in it as the little frozen <laughs> popsicle dude. Did you, okay, fr- so did you ever freeze your figures when you were a kid? Yeah, oh yeah, all oh, the time. Yeah, I froze my figures. Uh, matter of fact, and I we, wonder why half of the uh, screws on my GI Joe figures are rusty. Matter of fact, we had frost <laughs> in our refrigerator one time, and I took Luke and I put him upside down like he's in the the Wampa uh, the cave. And I saw somebody had done that just recently on one of the forums too, mm-hmm. and they they had the uh, Wampa and they put like a little meme with it that said. Hey, you know, what are you doing in my house? Or, you know, <laughs> then I saw another one where uh, somebody had taken the Wampa where his arm's missing. And he's got him standing there with like a Cobra Trooper or, you know, like a, a SWAT team. He's like, yeah, I just had a home invasion. Some guy broke into my house and, you know, he cut my arm off and made off. That's a little beautiful. much. Well, there's some, some cool photography there. I know um, there mm-hmm. was a guy that I, thought, I can't remember his name now, but he has... Um, the picture of the three and three quarter stormtrooper holding the hand of the Lego stormtrooper. Oh yeah, yeah. So, you know that's so perfect. That was great. And that type of stuff is just like that's the stuff that I'd really like to get into. No, there's some more. great, great uh, photographers out there, especially when they when they're doing like uh, yeah, some figures of these, these dial guys are incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a couple of these dial guys that make make you know customs made dioramas that are incredibly you know, plates and backdrops and stuff like that. So what Faces. franchise that's out there now would you love to see a toy line of? Or is everything being done? I'd, I'd like to see. Don't a, say after Earth. I'd, I'd, after Earth, yeah. After Earth. Um, I need mean, my, my other uh, Will Smith figure. Human centipede. You know, we don't. We no, don't not see. human centipede. Although I'm surprised no one has done that yet. With well, figures. I'm sure that somewhere. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm one sure of the somebody lines. has decided. Well, that's the thing is everything pretty much gets covered. It, it's, you know, I don't think there's something out there that you can look at and go, oh, there's no representation of that in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. For me, it would be to do a DC line that has the same articulate in three and three quarter that has the same articulation as the Marvel Universe line. Right. All the DC figures for everything they release, whether it's Batman, um, their old DCU figures, their Green Lantern mm-hmm. figures, they're in that five point articulation, and they're terrible. I mean, dying, dying, dying for a Batman <laughs> that. You know, can match up with the Joes rather than standing like it looks like he's been paralyzed. Well, the closest mm-hmm. thing they have right now is the uh, the Justice. Yeah, and there's two packs in most. Those of are them the six inch, though, aren't they? No, no, no. no, no they, they have a three and three quarter. Their two packs are three and three quarter, but the thing oh, yeah, with it is right, they don't have right. huge characters. I mean, they have Wonder Woman. Um, they have a Deathstroke Green Arrow, which is really the only one that I could see myself getting simply because I like Deathstroke a lot. The Harley Quinn does not look good. It, and it's a, I mean, it's got a lot of articulation. And also as a two-pack, I mean, this is something that Hasbro found out when they first re-released the G.I. Joes in the early 2000s is they only had them in two-packs. And when you don't give – when you're forcing your consumers to choose, you know, well, I want to buy a figure. This is the one I want, but this one's crap. They just won't buy it. Right. Instead yeah. of, you know, you find more guys that are sitting there looking going, eh, I like that figure, but I don't like that figure, so I'm just not going to get either. So even the new Man of Steel figures, the, I think they have seven points of articulation. Nope. They have they have an elbow joint because they can pick up some of them have an elbow joint. Well, that's an, it's, it's not consistent through the thing. It's all based on their action. Um, you know, Marvel's Thor line was like that. If right. you've got a Thor that shoots a missile out of his hand, it's you know it, it's a figure that has absolutely no articulation. There's a couple of good ones that have decent articulation, but yeah, I mean it's it's um, if you, if I have to choose one, it's that. DC. DC gets off its keister and figures out a company that will do really good figures. I mean, to not have a a super articulated Superman, Batman, Joker, Wonder Woman, Joker would be awesome. Green Lantern, whatever, 
Um, and I think that's even even the Amazing Spider-Man line from from last year. Some of those mm. figures are real cap, but they the did oh, they yeah, did yeah, a, yeah. a super articulated Amazing Spider-Man. And that's the only figure I bought, and it's incredible. It has like twenty pieces of articulation for a three and three quarter figure. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can absolutely just put him in any kind of pose that that you could think of, and it's a really cool figure. And and I think if you do that basic, that kids are going to respond to it because they can do whatever. And adults are going to respond to it. You know, collectors or fans are going to respond to it. See, I'm wondering if, because the Marvel MU line, the Marvel Universe line, seems to be very articulated, opposed to all of the movie franchise lines now. So I'm wondering if they're going to continue that line, as that's basically their vintage line. Well, I think the, the difference is the licensing fee for the MU line is not as high as the movie one. Because the movie licensing fee, you're not only paying paramount or sony or whatever but you have to pay marvel um whereas the straight mu line by hasbro you are only paying marvel because that that's why you're not seeing movie accurate figures in that line you'll see multiples of say spider-man it's all comic costumes it's him in his ff costume it's him in the black spider costume it's him in the original venom costume um it's him in the cosmic costume whatever they, there's only one license to pay, and these licenses are massively, massively expensive. Sure. So once you start getting four or five different hands in, that's why the, the figures are going to suck because you have to pay so much money mm-hmm. on top of manufacturing. I right. mean, if your manufacturing cost is half of it, it, it can be just as much to pay um, Paramount, Sony, Fox, Marvel, all of the different people that may have deals involved. Sure. And therefore, you don't have money left over for manufacturing. You, you know, if you're going to make a profit, you have to make a crappy figure that you're going to push out there. And I think that's DC's problem too: is that they're paying, they're paying these huge license fees for Dark Knight Rises, Green Lantern. Um, well, even the, their the even their movie. DC Direct line is not because the, the I think the in, Injustice figures are the DC Direct line. No, they're not. No, mm-hmm. um, there is a there's a like a DC Unlimited. You're talking about the eight inch or whatever right those yeah that well the unlimited yeah those those are the six inch that they yeah there are there are there's an injustice batman that's the only one Mm -hmm. right because there's a there's in terms of that size there's a batman line and then there's a dc universe line um any figure that's in the bat franchise is in the batman line obviously um so there's an injustice uh costumed one but that's well, they also did the Dark Knight, you know, the Dark Knight Rises one. They, they seem right, like but this is the only Injustice figure outside of that little those two pack Injustice lines. That, but even then, I don't think to license that from the game is anywhere near what you have to pay a movie studio for licensing. Right. So, in 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 terms of this, they've already got the molding and everything. They didn't have to start up. Right. Whereas, when whatever company bought the Green Lantern license, you have to build the molds. Right. You have to hire a workforce to put those together. You have to make you know, you know your your machines have to do whatever the machines sure. have to it's do in order like to manufacture. Sure, just like if you do a custom figure yeah. that you know you're going to pay $100 just so they can make the mold and then after that, you know, you're to buy the figure, you can buy multiple figures for right. like 5 $10. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a, that's that's the biggest thing. Talking to um a Hasbro rep a number of years ago about uh, some of the stuff the the, the, the GI Joe stuff that you see um you know why the vehicles were all remolds and you, certain vehicles were released and certain ones weren't was because 
it was what did they still have the mold for? Right. Why could they re-release the the Conquest X30 plane, but they weren't releasing the Sky Striker because they had the mold for one, didn't have the mold for the other. Right. Um, in order to do a new mold, I think we asked him about something like the Terradrome. In order to do the new mold, a mold to build the Terradrome, because there's so many different molds that you have to build, mm-hmm. is half a million dollars just to build the mold. That's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in today's market, there's no way. And then... With Could you imagine what the space shuttle one would be like now? The he said that if if they were to re-release the Terradrome today, its price at retail would be two hundred and forty nine dollars. Yeah. Oh wow! And you just you can't you make can't any. Sell it. You can't yeah. sell it. No one's going to buy it. Um, you'd have to make less of them, and one person would have to buy it for, like Lisa Lionheart for forty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right, well, you know, I think that about wraps it up. So I'm going to put this out there. Is anybody that's got pictures of, of action figures and poses or their custom work or stuff that they want to, to be featured, go ahead and go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash nerdables, and we'll put those up there for you and make some comments on them and even probably ask you to do a little bit of uh, helping us out trying to figure out what we want to do with them. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Nerdables Show. And don't forget to go to our website, nerdables.com, for all the nerdtastic news you can find and all the new articles that we're going to be having. And we're going to have a new uh, columnist coming up very, very shortly from Dashing Dave. He's going to be our guru in everything of TV and movies. So I'm Rich Rain for Chris and Ethan. Telling you to go out there, find the figures you want, and continue shopping. Word. Word? You're going to end it with word. Yep.